Number 10 and number 24, switch. Number 18 and number 6, switch. Number 22 to the middle. Welcome to center stage. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the center stage. My name is Luke. I'm here with Carolina and Ashlyn. Ladies, got some big stuff going on. Like, both of y'all are in the same time zone, which yes. is weird because we were in the same time zone. Then we weren't in the same time zone. Then Carolina was like, I don't, I mean, all over the time zones. We're, so, yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Um, so we just got to L.A. on saturday evening we did a whole cross country uh if you guys listened to the last episode i was in chicago so that was the starting of my cross country route um we did chicago nebraska utah uh then we did no we did sorry nebraska colorado utah and then la and then california um so that's been that that was all of last week. And then this past weekend, we just been kind of like furniture shopping and getting getting settled in and getting the dog settled in and kind of like trying to get our bearings a little bit, adjust to the time zones, adjust to like, at least for me, like work schedule has been a little out of whack. Um, get back to the gym, get back to my routine. Now that we finally got all of my the kitchen stocked up. Um, I was able to start making my meals yesterday. So that felt incredible because I have been kind of like wishy-washy with food, of course, on the road is hard, but it is what it is. And then yesterday, actually, I took my first Brazilian jiu-jitsu class, which is very, very brand new. Quick, So um, I've always wanted to do it. And I found um, a like training center here by um, that was open that's owned by Fabrizio Verdum. I don't know if you guys know who he is. He's like an MMA fighter. He's mm -hmm. Brazilian. Um, so one of the, the guys that teaches there is his brother, I believe. Um, they have the same last name. I didn't get a chance to chat with him much about that background, but him and another guy. Um, and it was really cool. I was super nervous, but I loved it. I loved it. So I signed up for like the rest of the year. So I'll be implementing or incorporating jujitsu into my training protocol for my off season. So I'm excited. Badass. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to take a weird approach and ask you one question that most people would not ask. Mm. Since you've been there so far, what do you not like about California? Um, there are no delis here. <laughs> I'm delis. a New Yorker. Yeah. Like I'm a New Yorker. Like I grew up like all of my teenage years and early adult, like twenties, up until like what last week like you need anything at any time of the day whether it is a bar of soap or you know a full meal you go down to the corner and there's a deli and they sell cleaning supplies they sell dog food they sell milk eggs they have like you know a sandwich counter there's a juice bar there's cigarettes there's candy there's, there's everything everything that you need from you know that for any possible type of errand or you know whatever burning desire that you have you will 99 percent of the time find at a deli 
and they don't have delis in California. That's like a very New York thing. So we're kind of like, oh, we need light bulbs or we need like, I don't know, a box cutter or we need a screwdriver. And we're like, well, now we have to go to Home Depot or drive to Target or you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's a new adjustment. We can't just like walk down the block and find whatever we need. Um, so that's so so far that is the only thing in california that i don't like <laughs> is there a lot of stuff there that closes early too like do you feel like stuff's not open as late as new york not really honestly i mean on sundays commerce is definitely a lot of things are closed which is not the case in new york mm -hmm. um but what i did notice is that everything ha opens late here at oh. least what i understand to be late right so stores aren't open until 10 um I mean, aside from coffee shops that are open super, super early, like nothing is open until 9.30, 10 o'clock. Um, meanwhile, New York is like 7.30. The, the streets are crowded. Everyone is already like commuting to work. Here you can see like 8.30 in the morning, like people are going for a jog at the beach before they get to their work day or they're taking a class or, you know, they're pedal boarding or there's the day here starts a lot later right. um so that's definitely an adjustment too um but it'll be good because it actually will force me to like take my mornings to myself as opposed to just like wake up have breakfast walk the dog and get straight into work right. um which i enjoy a lot very cool that was something i noticed when both in cali and actually in vancouver canada they are like they their work day starts at like 10 and it's over at like 4 30 <laughs> like, yeah like, it's a lot the day. days you know? the days are a lot shorter and like construction work too like i mean there's some construction on the main road that leads to like our condo and yeah. that the other side was like farther down the road was being worked on when we came here to see the apartment which was like a month and a half ago um and then we came back and now and there's still construction and we're like well when do they finish and then we realized the other day that they work for like three hours a day and I was like oh okay got it <laughs> so those are <laughs> 2025 yeah <laughs> exactly um, but it's great like I can I can already feel the difference of just like being here and yes there are a lot of there's a lot of stuff but there are a lot of adjustments you know what I mean it's it's a different place all together mm -hmm. but I am really enjoying it I'm really really glad we're both really glad um and the dog too I can tell that he's like more relaxed um that we made the move Good. Good to you. Ashlyn. Yes. Where are you? <laughs> I am currently in Vegas. Um, I am staying with Dom. So we flew in um, last night and I've just been up um, working all morning and just getting settled. He had to go pick up the dogs from the dog hotel. So he's doing that now should be home soon and then so bossy will get to meet his new friends i'm excited for him to meet the he has two pups so i'm excited yeah. for... does dom does dom live in vegas yes yeah. so oh where he okay yeah he has a house here um and then his birthday's next week so we have some stuff planned like we have a dinner tonight that his friends having for him and then I believe Sunday they have stuff going on and then his actual birthday, we have stuff going on. So there's a couple of things that we're doing. And then, um, I'll be like 100% back on prep 12 weeks out, like 
no more eating out, no more doing anything, um, no more free meals, nothing like that. So I'll be back on a hundred percent, everything starting uh, 12 weeks out, which is next week. So after his birthday, I was planning on starting the 19th of July, but I feel like I need some more time. So you plan on, you plan on starting June 19th or July, July. Oh, so you're starting early. So I'm starting early. Yeah. So I'm just going to start right after his birthday. There's no reason to wait. No, I got you. Yeah. So you're, you're just ready. Like, it's like, I'm done. It's time to go. Let's kick it. Oh my God. Yes. Like I would already be on it hundred percent. If his birthday wasn't like, if there wasn't so many things we had to do for yeah. his birthday, I got you. Um, I would be on it already, but I mean, I'm basically kind of easing back into training every day since I wasn't doing that consistently. Um, just kind of, you know, not trying to overwhelm my body too much, but I did my check-in stay and I already look so much better and it's only been one week and I haven't even been hundred percent on my diet. So I already know that my body's going to respond really well. Cool. Are you, have you been to, yeah, have you been to the dragon's lair yet? No. So I'll be going there tomorrow for the first time. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. I'm, excited I'm so to excited hear, to train there. Yeah. I'm excited to hear like your feedback. It's, it's a uh, definitely an experience. I have a membership. So eventually one day I will go there. <laughs> okay. So you haven't been. No, I've been to the original, the one here in Boca when multiple, a bunch of times when uh, Flex was here in Boca, but I've not been to that one. But when they did the like deal membership to sign up, one to support Flex and two, just so that I had it because they were limiting it, I got a membership. And even if I only get to go once, I don't care. I just, I'd rather have it, be able to go and check it out and, you know, and the, at some yeah. point in life I will be there so and regardless I just did it to support you know to support Flex and he's a good dude and always has been a stand-up guy with me and treated me right so no reason why I wouldn't support him you know so yeah yeah I've heard nothing but amazing amazing things about him and the, the gym and all that so I'm really excited to get cool. to meet him and get to go and train at the gym and stuff you guys have any uh like any content plan for anything because I know you'll be there with like Hassan and Anybody else? Have you guys thought about doing anything while you're there? I don't know if Joe has anything planned or not. We kind of talked about it, but it was nothing like, you know, nothing set in stone or anything like that. So I don't know what he's, what he wants to do. So what are you the most excited about getting back on prep? Just the routine and the structure and honestly, just training every day and doing cardio. It's just, I miss it a lot. Um, I did feel like I was kind of getting burned out a little bit, which is why I kind of forced myself to really take a breather and step back and just make sure that, you know, I'm giving my body the proper rest, but I'm just really excited to, to get back into training. I really miss training more than anything. Um, I love training. That's why it's so hard for me to take breaks, but I knew it was needed. So I did it and I'm glad that it's finally coming to an end. I'm ready to just, feel better yep yep so i'm excited for that all right cool now no plans we're going we're we're going right into the olympia right no plans for like a a surprise show somewhere halfway to test anything out right we're going 12 weeks into the yo right no there's definitely a surprise show son of a bitch duh (laughs) duh I figured, I figured, I figured about. It's there's that's why always I, there's always another show <laughs> I know, I always figured, that's why i asked so but uh, yeah so you're gonna throw a curveball at us so. the olympia is 14 weeks will okay. be 14 weeks out when i start 
And then the show I'm going to do is, um, so I'm th- technically 13 weeks out right now from my next show, but yeah. Cool. Well, we got, we got some good like client related questions that I think will be good for you ladies this week. Cause, uh, both of you have been like loaded now with clients and it seems like, uh, you both got some new people that have come on board with you recently. So, um, what's one thing that you wish every client would know about being coachable? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think it's just a lot of people need to understand the, the, what it takes in order to start a process, whether it is to, to diet, whether it is to put on size, whether it is to change lifestyle or whatever the case may be. Oftentimes, you know, people want to hear your opinion, but they're like, yeah, this doesn't work for me. This doesn't work for me. It's just, I think being open-minded and accepting of, okay, you came to a coach for a very specific reason. Um, therefore, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you have to at least attempt to 100% implement that, that the, the protocol or the directions that are being given to you before saying this doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it's just being able to listen well, being able to take direction, take instruction and be open to a new approach that you haven't tried just yet, because most likely than not, the reason why you're seeking help is because whatever it is that you have been doing or feel like you have been trying um, hasn't worked so far. Um, so I think is those would be the main three things for me is just being, being able to listen, take instruction and being open-minded to the approach when it comes down to like, okay, this is the plan we're going to implement. This is my methodology. This is, this is the case. Yep. Yep. I definitely agree with that. Um, and then also, you know, just making sure that you're being communicative, like this kind of happens a lot. Um, especially when there's, it's, it's obviously different if, um, you are coaching on your own and and you aren't affiliated with anybody but yourself. Um, that person that you're coaching, the athlete doesn't really, can't really go to somebody and, you know, uh, quote unquote complain or whatever the issue is. Um, but you know, with being under fit body fusion, we do have people that, you know, are at athletes can go to and, and they can, you know, give their complaints or whatever, which is, which is great that we have that. Um, we definitely, you know, need it, but I just think if you have an issue with something, let the coach know like, Hey, this is Mm -hmm. bothering me. Like, Hey, can we get on a phone call? Hey, you know, um, I'm having these type of issues and I'm really like needing this from you. A lot of times, like they don't want to tell you directly, like I need this from you because they don't want to feel like they're complaining, but it's getting back to us anyways. So whether I'm hearing it from you or whether I'm hearing it from, um, X, Y, and Z above me, I'm still getting the complaint. So regardless, like if you're having an issue with something, I just say, be honest and open with whatever the issue is, because that's the only way it's going to get resolved. And there's a lot of times where I get a complaint and I had no clue that that person was even upset. Like they Mm -hmm. never even acted upset. They never, came to me and said anything, you know, they never addressed anything with me. And then I'm getting, you know, a message just saying, Hey, make sure to reach out to the client. Um, you know, we want to make sure that they're okay and all that good stuff. And of course, that's the first thing that I do is let them know, you know, Hey, if there's an issue, um, you know, I want to talk about it. So please let me know. Let's get on a phone call. Let's talk about it. But if you're not saying anything, I'm never going to know that you're upset. So communication is key, especially when it's online. If it's online, I'm only going to know what you tell me. And I'm not going to know if there's an issue or if you're dealing with something, if you're not, 
you know, and, and I'm doing check-ins and I give a list of questions. And a lot of times it's like a one answer thing. So like they're filling it out, but it's just like a one answer, you know, fill out. And so then they're having all these issues that I have no clue about, or it'll say diversions and they don't give me anything. Like they'll just leave it blank or they won't say anything like as far as like, you know, what they're actually doing as far as the diversion. And then I'll go on there, my fitness pal, and I'll see that they're overeating. And I'm like, well, you didn't tell me that you were overeating. Um, so I'll have to like, you know, say something and then we'll have to go from there, but it's just like not really communicating, not really filling out the proper form as far as like, what's going to help me as a coach, help you be your, be your best. So, yeah. I think that a lot of people also take for granted the 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 amount of time that we spend um, putting those documents together. I, I don't know if the body fusion, like if they have a preset like check-in form, although I'm pretty sure Jamie, like when she came up with the structure, she came up with that structure for a reason. It was very thought out and thought through and methodical. But like for for my clients, I, you know, there's a reason why, you know, you are, you have a paragraph space as certain questions in order to really explain yourself and really give me detail. Um, when clients do onboarding with me, I always tell them, you know, it's, it's, you're gonna, it's up to you to be able to use all of the I guess, attributes and, and kind of like benefits that come with having a coach, right? I was like, if there's no open line of communication, if we're not transparent with each other on like a two-way, like a two-way street, right? I can't know how, what you're dealing with. So I, therefore I can help you to the fullest of my ability. If it's an issue that I can help you with, then I'll say, okay, I need to do some research on that. Let's, you know, let's, schedule a call and get back to this later but if it's something that you know obviously your coach is the 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 metaphor that I use in my clients is that your coach is kind of like a tool on your tool belt right it is an essential tool you can't finish a project without that tool if you don't utilize it how do you feel how do you how do you expect to to be able to accomplish it to the you know to 110 percent of your your capability like use your coach as that resource. That's why you hire us. That's why you work with us. So by, by not like, like Ashlyn said, by not communicating, you're pretty much just doing yourself a disservice because then we can't help you. Yeah. Right. That kind of what's cool about that kind of like corporate slash like team model, like what Ashlyn, you know, was mentioning about them having like someone to go to. I, I know as a coach, it can be, massively frustrating because you feel like in a way you feel like you let your client down because you're like how the hell didn't I know that but in the same respect when you're an independent you know contractor for a coach like like Carolina is and other people we know a lot of times if, if your client is unhappy with you the first person who's going to find out is the internet and they're going to go bitching about you on their social stories on social media and then next thing you know they're just going to leave you as a client without you ever really knowing what's wrong so the clients having yeah. the ability to have that like team to reach out to, to kind of like voice concerns for whatever reason that they will never really understand why they won't go directly to the coach. But I think that's, that's a huge piece because it used to happen a lot in corporate training as well. When I used to, you know, work with like UFIT and places like that, where you would get the similar thing would happen, you know, like a PT client would come in when you weren't there and they talked to like the general manager and they'd be like, yeah, you know, this is going on and that's going on and da, 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 you know, and you come in and the P and the GM pulls you to the side and you're like, Hey, did you know that this was going on with, you know, so-and-so and they're thinking about quitting personal training? And I'm like, no, you know what I mean? And you're like, 
why would you know why wouldn't they come to me and talk about that but i think there's just that safety factor of having like somebody else for them to speak to and it's a beautiful thing because i think in a lot of cases it probably saves client relationships a lot more than we would than we think it does and even though it can be frustrating you know what i mean it's i think that's actually a really good piece to have in place you know what i mean it's always good to have a middleman you know yeah that's one of the reasons why like having human resources within a company is such a important thing is there there has to be somebody there for people to talk to you know what i mean so not that you they can't talk to you but you get what i'm saying like first for whatever yeah, no absolutely absolutely yeah. absolutely and i definitely and I think, think yeah go ahead no go ahead oh i was just gonna i was just gonna say i definitely think that it's needed um as far as especially if you are a client and you have voiced your opinion before and the coach right. is not you know yeah. is yeah. not giving you you know, what you're asking for, you've said something multiple times and the coach is really just kind of, you know, blowing you off. Like that is whenever it's super important to have, you know, that middle ground, because then somebody can be like, Hey, what the heck's going on? You know, this person has voiced their opinion multiple times and you're not listening. Um, but my only thing is, is if you never say anything at all to the, to the coach, Mm -hmm. then it's like, they're never going to know. So it's like, how are you supposed to get something fixed? If you, Yep. Um, if you never that happens, more, that happens more times than not, like even with my experience in a very different, you know, world than you guys, it happens a lot. I would, I, I would get told by like the GM or another trainer, you know, about issues and not necessarily with my own clients because I had a whole team of trainers, but you know, with somebody else's stuff a lot more than it would ever come directly to me, which was always weird. So, but, um, but yeah, I think what you guys said is fantastic and it, it really helps it helped. Now, let me ask you both this. What is a, what is an absolute, for lack of a better term, what is an absolute fucking deal breaker? Like, what is a deal breaker in terms of you bring on a client, they seem like they were going to be the ideal client, they do something that just totally turns you off. What's, what's, what's are some or of your deal breakers that would event that would ultimately lead you to um, separating yourself from a client? I've actually mm. had to separate myself from clients before. Wow. Um, yeah, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've never, yeah, I've never had, I've never had the issue. I mean, I've, I've had an issue with like PT clients, but never, never online coaching clients. Um, I had this actually one single client, but she was just one of those cases where she was just, she had been jumping from trainer to trainer. This is when I worked back at David Barton gym and she was just impossible to train she was just untrainable. Like it was, and she's, she worked with like every single person and, and everything. She just didn't want to be there. You know what I mean? Like it was someone that walked into a gym because felt like that was the thing that she needed to do, but she didn't want to be there every single second of every single workout. Um, and I mean, it wasn't a matter of like, I had to separate myself. I just knew like there are clients that would come through the door that, you know, once they finish those 10 set of sessions, they're not going to come back. Right. Um, but in terms of separating myself from a client because of something that the client herself or himself did, I never had that issue either. Right. Yeah, I mine. It's usually just like um, when they are not respecting my time as far as like they're constantly hitting me up like um, like for stuff that's not very necessary, just like little things mm-hmm. or just like you know, that it's just not necessary. They're basically just like wanting to, to talk to me 24 hours of the day. 
um, and then gets mad at me when I'm not responding quick enough. Like if I don't respond within 20 minutes, they text me again. And it's just like, okay, that's not respecting my time. Um, and then, so I've had to get rid of clients that, you know, are constantly blowing up my phone, um, and then getting mad at me if I'm not responding quick enough, even though nothing that they're saying is even important. Um, it's just like the, and I had a client just send me, um, send me a video of herself every single day, um, in the morning, right. When she woke up, um, asking me if I noticed any changes like every single day. Oh boy. I was like, okay, I can't do this. Like, I don't know if you need a different type of like coach, but like, I, I just don't coach that way. Like I can't be sending you updates, basically a check-in every single day. No, that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had to get rid of that client. Um, and then mainly just people that mainly just clients that, you know, can't adhere to the program ever. Um, you know, they're constantly falling off. They're never following what I say, or they're constantly questioning, questioning me as far as like, if I give them something of what I feel like is going to be best for them. And then they just do whatever they need to do on their own. Um, and then whenever they check in, they're like, Oh, I changed this, this, and this, because I, I felt like I needed to, or, um, Hey, can you change this? Because I'm doing this. And I feel like you need to change this. If you're constantly telling me what to do as a coach, but never, ever giving my program a chance, um, to even see if it works for you then that's whenever I'm like, I don't think this is a good fit. Um, you know, cause I don't feel like you trust me. Um, it's not about like, you can ask me any questions under the sun. I'll always give you, you know, examples, reasons, you know, um, why I'm doing things. And if you ever have questions, I have no problem ever getting on a phone call and, and answering any, you could have 25 questions and I would sit there and talk to you for an hour answering all your questions. Like I have zero problems doing that. Um, but if you are never following the program and you want me to constantly change things and do what you want me to do, then I'm like, why are you paying me? Why don't you just coach yourself? Right. If, if you're not even going to follow my program at all, then I just don't think that you're allowing that trust to be there. And if you can't trust me, then this isn't, a, this isn't going to be a good fit. So you, you need to trust whoever you're with and at least try to do what they're asking you to do and if it's not working then you voice your opinion let them know hey I've been following your program for this long I'm not really getting the results that I want to get is there anything that we can do to switch things up you know there's different ways to go about it but um that's really my only my only things like I'm willing to work with people I mean I, I definitely have clients that are not 100% and they fall off and I and I I know that they have potential and I push them to continue to try to like get better and get back on track as much as I can. Um, just to like motivate them, do whatever I can. If I need to give them new workouts or, you know, just re kind of put them in a better mindset. I don't mind doing that at all, but it's just, there comes a point where it's like, okay, well maybe the trust isn't there and you should maybe find a coach that you value a little bit more and trust a little bit more. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, this is funny because I actually saw a, something, you know, one of those bullshit like Instagram coach ads today as I was like flipping through uh, stories on Instagram and the guy's like, what's more valuable, a coach who charges $100 an hour or a coach who charges $20 an hour? And he comes on and he's like, the coach who charges $100 an hour because he actually values your time. But when he went on this whole spiel about how, you know, like 20, people don't really value 20 bucks, so they're not going to you know, um, value that specific time as much if you're charging too little for your services. And it kind of makes me think a little bit about what Carolina was saying in terms of having like a client that just doesn't want to be there. We learned 
one of the things that was really cool is in my latter time as a trainer, they sent us back to school for a, a program called Behavior Change and Exercise. And it was one of the things that they taught us about was getting people through the door is like the first hurdle. You know what I mean? So if someone shows up, they really do want to be there. It's just a matter of figuring out what drives them and what, you know, keep what is actually make it forcing them to show up. And that was a really cool like uh, program and a really cool aspect of learning to be a better coach by learning to be able to not read people's minds, but learning to be able to understand, you know, people's actions and what their uh, behavior changes, even more so than just training and, you know, nutrition and things like that. So oh, ab- absolutely. And I, I think there's so much, there's so much psychology to coaching. There's absolutely, yeah. Aside from, yes, you need to have the knowledge and the expertise on like fitness and, you know, body mechanics and nutrition and continue to educate yourself. But like a big chunk of coaching, whether you're doing in person, whether you're doing online and whether, you know, it, it's, it's psychology based. Right. And um, it's funny because I, I got, I have a degree in psychology. I, that's my bachelor's. Right. Um, and, um, and, 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 you know, the reason why I never went into clinical was because I just didn't want to go into like, you know, healthcare and and therapy and stuff like that. But then I'm here doing like fitness coaching and health coaching. And then 90% of the time, whenever my mom is like listening to me, either like talk to clients, whenever she's like at home, she would be at home with me. And I was, you know, finishing and wrapping up voice memos and stuff like that. And she was just like, thank God you got the degree, huh? And I was like, yeah, it helps a lot. <laughs> but um, someone, someone that, that actually has developed a really, really cool program. Um, and I'll even give a shout out here is um, Casey, Casey Joe. She is she has like a PhD on, you know, she does psychology, she does mindset um, coaching and stuff like that, but she created a certification that to, to, to help people coach, especially, I think it's just for coaches, but it's like mindset coaching. So is that pretty much that portion of you understanding, right? Behavioral psychology and understanding like, um, you know, how to promote change and, and continue to help people promote change by really understanding their motivator, their motivations, their, you know, self-limiting beliefs and how to overcome and what is the right time to kind of push certain buttons with different types of people. Um, I haven't been able to, to get through the program yet. I haven't done it yet, but it's, I've heard great reviews about it and she does an incredible job at like, um, kind of, putting out a lot of like educational content on that front. Um, I don't remember her Instagram handle off the top of my head. So I have to look it up. Maybe I'll send you later to put it on the, on the notes here. Um, But I definitely recommend checking her out. If like, you know, people are interested in learning a little bit more about the behavioral portion of coaching and just fitness goals altogether. Right. Even for myself, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I didn't even know that. Maybe I'm doing that too. Um, So that's really, really cool. Has that happened to you, Ash, where you're on the phone with a client, like your mom or somebody's around and they're like, damn, you're like their therapist. Oh, yeah. I get it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it really, it really is like, and that's why, that's why I always like to, I don't know, I've, I look back at some of my messages and they're like literally novels to people because it's just like, you know, you want them, you want, you You want them to know what you do about them. And it's more than just, you know, your body, you know, your mind and your soul go into this. And I want people to realize that if your mind, body, and soul is not connected and you are not connecting, 
it's going to be rough and it's going to be hard for you to get the results that you want to get, because basically you're going against what your mind is telling you. Like you, you feel a one way and you want to do one way, but in your mind, you're battling all these other things. So trying to get your mind in a good mental space in order to see progress is literally everything. And so if I have a client that's dealing with just a lot of stress and a lot of things, like I like to take time out of my day and like, you know, either get on a phone call with them or just like, let them know, like me sending, you know, a paragraph to them, just kind of, you know, talking to them and, and maybe giving them some insight on, on what, you know, I've gone through and how I got over it. I like to do that with them because I want them to know that they're, they're being cared about more than just, you know, just their physical, the way that they yeah. look, you right. know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, th- it, there's definitely, there's definitely a, uh, if, you know, if you are able to have a good dynamic with your coach or you find a coach that works for you, you know, that, that has an approach that works for you, there's definitely a much deeper connection that and, and relationship that you develop there, you know, um, especially for, I mean, both short-term, but especially for long-term clients, right? If you have clients that are with you for like six months or a year or even years at a time. So I definitely agree with that. That's really, really, I think that's, I personally like to, that, that part of the job, you know what I mean? Like I, it's cool that when you, when people start to really rely, like it, it just shows trust, you know what I mean? The second that you're able to build that connection. Um, and, and I think that because of that, once you have that connection, you, they're much more willing to be able to try, you know, try to overcome the hurdles that may, they may come across on a day-to-day basis. Yep. Absolutely. I, I will say this, and I feel like that's one thing that corporate training does well is gives coaches the ability to find people's why and, you know, and like really like dig in on the emotional side. And, and I'm not saying that independent coaches don't have that because I think all of you guys like develop that stuff over time and, you know, it becomes, but I think that's, that's a good thing that I see from the training that a lot of these like corporate coaching, you know, gyms and stuff like that they they they, that when you're going through it as a coach you're sitting there watching the screen or on the computer going oh what is this stupid stuff but then when you're actually working with clients you realize wow like I I actually learned something from that and actually gave me you know the ability to be able to kind of like pull out of somebody you know why are you here what's what's, Mm -hmm. why is it why is this important to you why are you you know what and that's you know once you find somebody's why I think that's such a it's such a motivating factor, but it's also, that's a button you can keep pushing as a coach, you know? Yeah. And, 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 that, back. and that goes both ways in terms with, you know, like having that, those conversations with, with consults or new people or people that think that they are ready for coaching or think that they are ready to, to embark on a certain journey. I've, I've had a couple of girls that I've spoken to and I told them, I was like, I am not the type of help you need because based on this conversation, you aren't ready to adhere to X, Y, and Z. This is the person that you need to talk to, right? I've spoken with people that, that have very recent like histories of um, like eating disorders or, you know, binge eating, emotional eating, things like that. And I was just like putting you through a diet right now, we're putting it through a structured program that will, you know, based on the triggers that you're explaining, it's not the right time. So I think it's just like having that ability to know when to push, when to pull and when it's time to, to say like, okay, you're ready to be a coachable client and you need more time doing X, Y, and Z. And here are my recommendations. I would love to stay in touch with you so we can work together in the future. It's, it's a very important, um, I guess, be able to discern those things is very, very important too, as a coach. Yep. Absolutely. Agreed. 
All right, ladies. Well, <clears throat> Ash, we know you got to get out of here. You actually have some calls coming up. And <laughs> now that you're over there, you're both over there on the West Coast. It is uh, about one coming on about one. Almost one thirty. Yeah. Yep. So go get some work done. Ladies. Awesome show. Appreciate you. Anybody want to close us out with a closing thought or are you just ready to roll? Ah, goodbye. <laughs> no, I think we, we cover some good stuff. We cover some good stuff. Week. Absolutely, yeah. we do. See you later next week. See you Bye. guys next week. Bye. Bye.